Welcome to the Realized Gains Podcast, a guide to real estate investing. Join our co-hosts, Jordan Lee and Stephen Tran, as we interview a diverse group of real estate investors, both amateur and professional. Our goal is to help you understand that anyone can invest in real estate. Tune in to hear creative strategies and learn from both our mistakes and our successes. You can find us where you love to listen to podcasts, on YouTube, or at jordanleemortgage.com. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to episode one of Portland Real Estate Investing Podcast. My name is Jordan Lee, and I'm a mortgage lender licensed in 11 states, and I'm also a real estate investor. My co-host and I, Stephen Tran, will be interviewing Ben Sampson, who is a local real estate investor, real estate agent, as well as a registered nurse. Um, And we have a really exciting interview for you today. Uh, we interview him actually in his Airbnb that he built in his detached garage in Southeast Portland. So if you want to tune in, check in the YouTube channel as well if you want to see a quick video of what it looks like in there. Thank you again for tuning in and please enjoy. Welcome to Southeast Portland. We're here, Stephen and I are here with Ben Sampson on, um, what are we, 51st in Division about? Mm-hmm. And we're sitting here in his, his Airbnb that is right above his garage. So Ben, how how long have you been in real estate for? Well, I was licensed since 2007 in Chicago, and then I moved here in 2013, kept my license there for another two years, and then got my license here in 2015. Okay. I think it was. And and why Windy City to City of Roses? What's the connection there? What what, what was the impetus? Um, Chicago is one of the greatest cities in the world, yeah, my opinion. <laughs> great food. Is it so? Is it's, the food better than Portland? <laughs> I, I think so, but I don't want to. I, I like it. It's, it's a little too cold for me. That's the thing. yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to alienate anybody here in Portland. <laughs> I'll just say but, that you can get a sausage. They when you order a sausage, they ask if you want it wet or dry, and it's very right, satisfying. Right. Got to get it wet, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> It's just different. And I felt like, you know, like if you have kids in Chicago, it's very difficult to find good schools mm. that are not private and mm. that don't require $20,000 a year okay. for preschool. And, you know, we're just like everyone, what, what most people do is they move to the suburbs and uh, we just weren't like that. We just didn't want to move to the suburbs and settle into that type of life. And both of us, my wife and I, both are the type that we like being outdoors. I used to mountain bike a lot. I used to rock climb. And we just thought, like, maybe we should give something else a try that has those options and a city. And that's why we're here. Yeah, I mean, what is it, 20 minutes? There's rock climbing that way. Yeah. And if you go an hour, you can get to Smith Rock. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's an amazing place here. Well, I had a question. Like, basically, like, I, I forgot. I know we've talked about this before, but, like, where... When you came to Portland, where did you start at and why did you settle on uh, this area in like Southeast Division? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. So 2013, we, I came out here, it's funny because I came out here to find a place in May 2013. Uh, I gave myself a week to find housing for the family. And so my wife was sending me places and I was looking at places and we looked at a few houses in Southwest and of course it's beautiful there. You know, there was houses there like, you know, we, we lived in the city. And so we had a condo that like, you know, had city views and mm. very urban. So when I came here and I was looking at houses, um, you know, that were in the hills by OHSU, it was beautiful. And 
there's one house in particular that she really wanted us, but she didn't like the fact that we didn't have a job lined up here. <laughs> we knew that we would get a job. Here. And she got a job interview while I was driving here from Chicago that first time. And I told her, I have a job. I can get you a letter, blah, blah, She was nervous. And then when I told her, like, you know, we're just going to move on to another place. And the reason we moved on is because there was no sidewalks. You know, like a lot of those areas yeah, yeah, don't have yeah, sidewalks. Yeah, and we had little kids at the time. And um, she said, it's fine. You know, you know, you guys are both nurses. It's fine. OHSU's right there. You can work there, blah, blah. And we ended up like, um, my wife sent me a house in Northeast. It was actually at 48th and Siskiyou. Oh, nice. And a great area, yeah. and she said this place is supposed to be really nice, you know, and the and the rent's like within her budget. And I remember going there, um, and I came here. I ran a five k. The I forgot which one it was. Shamrock or something. So one of the I don't know. It was May, so I don't I don't know. Uh, if it, was oh, okay. it wasn't that late, but yeah. it was one some. It might have been the Portland one. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I ran the 5K. I went to Nong's. Oh, Nong's. Nong's. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nong's one of my favorite. I went there before, but I went to uh, Pok Pok at oh, the Pac. time. Got the wings, right? I got the yeah. wings, some rice, and a beer. And I was like, this Rest place in peace. Is, this place is amazing. You know, I love this place. And then the next day, I went to the house. I went there about 10 minutes early, and there was a line out the door already. And it was jam-packed. And this is 2013, so it wasn't what it is now, but... At the time, it was already up and coming, mm. and that area was already established. Yeah. And I remember going in the house. I'm like, my wife wants this house. I'm not even sure. Like, this is just not our style. It's like it was a you know 80 year old house, no air conditioning. You know what I mean? It's just a different <laughs> mentality. And then I pulled aside the landlord, the, the the woman that was selling or renting the place out, pulled her aside, and I said, listen. You know, we're moving here from Chicago. We're both nurses. We have two little kids. You know, I just want you to know that we really want the place. But I understand if, you know, you have, we have lots of competition. And I just said, like, I just want us to have a, a chance. And right. That's all. And then uh, she said that uh, she called us back. Like, I had gone back to Chicago. She called us back. And then she said, um, you know, we're going to rent the place to you. Nice. And she goes, I just want you to know, like, it's because you pulled me aside <laughs> because someone actually offered us $200 more because they were so desperate to, you know, and they were family and blah, blah, blah. But there was something about you and your story with your kids and everything. And I was like, oh, that's amazing. And we're still good friends. Like, we just had dinner with them like a week ago. It's just like, I feel like that's like a Portland thing. It's that, like, it totally is. Right. It I mean, is, right? You can make a friendship really quickly here. People, yeah. people are very trusting. Yeah. And well, it's interesting that that comes up, the relationship part, is because there was something to do with uh, our other property that we just bought, that something about permits or something, mm-hmm. and in Chicago, it would take you like weeks to get in touch with someone on the phone. Right. But I just called someone from like Northwest Natural, like the gas people here, and you know, I got like, do you mind holding? I'm like, sure. And it was like five <laughs> minutes later, I got a response of how much it would cost to get a line to that house nice but in Chicago it'd be like you know you're waiting in line for an hour if you're in person yeah yeah, and then someone's gonna be you know it's just it's so different here it's just like you know it's funny you mentioned that about AC too because like yeah you can't you can't be in the Midwest and not have AC. Right. Whereas here, well, starting no, to get our summers, our summers are starting hot. to I mean, become. Like, right. We had what was it like 116 uh, this summer? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, didn't used to be that AC was. Necessary. That's what I heard. It used to be 
moderate. Year We'd year. have like a hundred degree days every, you know, like every like two or three times a year, and now yeah. it's like half the month, like like half yeah. a month now. It's still so, better than Chicago, I, just because of the no, no humidity here. No humidity. No humidity. I mean, like I said, those winters, like when I went to Chicago and my like my nose hairs froze, and I was yeah. like, okay, like never. Yeah. Like I'll come here like literally like March because the summers are hot too. Mm-hmm. So you literally have like yeah. one or two good months in yeah. Chicago. I love Chicago, but like I literally yeah. only go like yeah. April. <laughs> Toughen you maybe. up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like. So tell me, tell me about that. Do you have you been tracking your your condo in Chicago? What has has the value done compared to like yeah, well, that's, your investment here? I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, because you bought here what, what year? 2016. 2016. Okay, and then, which I thought was the height of the market. yeah so what is what is your what is your experience in 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 seeing the kind of so when i left there 2013 we rented our place out for two years Uh um and then we decided to sell it after that and so 2016 we sold it and we took a big loss we actually we we bought it for 500 well you took a loss in 2016 yeah in chicago what what year did you buy uh, 2007. Oh, okay. right before so you the bought, crash. So you bought at the height. Yeah, but yeah. still, 2016 still, is enough. It was The market was back by then in most, in most markets. Really? It's, it's totally different. <clears throat> like, I actually listed it in 2015 for 419. Didn't oh. get one offer. Yeah, for a three-bedroom condo. Didn't you, didn't you say, like, nobody wanted to list it? Oh, you had I was an agent. You were a listing. Yeah, yeah. No one made an okay. offer on it. Nobody made So that's wow. why we decided to rent Nobody it Nobody even lowballed it? Nobody mm-hmm. did anything? Oh, mm-hmm. my God. That's funny. Which was a good thing in the end because we ended up renting it. And then um, I sold it for four fifty-five. You know, so I basically made like nineteen thousand. I remember, like after the equity and yeah, you know, if you wouldn't have been an agent, it would have been right. A wash, it would have right? been a, right, yeah, or, even, or a yeah. loss, which is which is crazy because at the same time, you were selling, you were selling in a buyer's market, but then also buying in a buyer's market right. across the a country. seller's market, right? And or yeah, excuse me, buying in a seller's. The funny thing yeah. is, is that I just saw because I follow it still, uh-huh. and it just sold for five forty-five. Okay, and this is how many years later? Like six, six years, years later. Later, six years That's later, unacceptable. Yeah, and, and they put in. I know they put in a new deck on the roof. They put an up outside kitchen, so he probably spent like fifty grand mm. oh, geez, on everything. Yeah. So yeah. he probably didn't make much either. Okay, but that's the difference in the market. There is like I can still buy places there. I've heard that about Chicago. Like there's always inventory. Like right. there, there's kind of a net loss of people. Right. You know, that's not certain not areas are good. Influx, you know, so, like, I mean, what's the reason for that? Is it because it's just such a spread out city? Is that what it is? Or? I think like the supply is there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just they have a lot of multifamily, like fourplexes. There's tons of like yeah, high rises and Mm -hmm. you know, it's if you want to buy like a single family home in the city, yeah, then you'll pay a premium. But still, I think it's higher priced here. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, so so nursing. You how long you been nursing for? Since 1997. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's just been crazy the last couple of years. how 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 have you felt that that's I mean for me coming from the like the service industry cooking industry I always feel like there's a crossover. Do you kind of feel like there yeah. was that going yeah. from nursing to real estate? When I was in nursing school, I waited tables at a Chinese restaurant downtown. <laughs> I took the train down. Yes, I've been there a few days. Worry. I didn't speak 
Chinese, obviously. Right. And all the chefs only spoke Chinese. It was <laughs> it was a very difficult. How, what was communication like? Sign language? We were just write it, and for some I don't know how they they just have mess, must have known the the menu, right? Right, in right. And then like it would just be like I'd almost be scared to like say like this customer wants something else. And I was like I don't know. I'd have to call the host. She was super. Wait, cool. what, what would happen when you would have like Chinese? Uh, you know, clientele come to that you'd have to like take oh, orders yeah. in Chinese. It was just I just feel like I'm sorry, I don't I don't speak. It's like you look Asian, <laughs> like, right. like, so like I get I have to get the host, <laughs> and she give them a free bottle of wine, and then they're all <laughs> that, good. So, but people would Chinese clients come up to you and start speaking yeah. to you in Chi- Chinese, yeah. right? Yeah, they would. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty yeah. common. I, it was fun yeah. though, man. Getting you know, I love waiting tables. Oh god, and yeah. I feel like that that relates to nursing and uh-huh. and real estate in a way that it's just all customer service, taking based. care of people, right? Right. Yeah. And, and it seems to me, I mean, that you pull over a lot of your clients are also nurses yeah. or, which I mean, makes a lot of sense, right? Because those are your teammates. Those are the people yeah. that know and trust you and in real estate, who do we work yeah. with, right? We work with people we know and trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Those are your, your clientele now as a real yeah. estate agent. A lot of nurses from what you told nurses me. Nurses so. and the doctors and some of the like other providers, like the nurse practitioners. Mm-hmm. I would yeah. say 90% of my clients are medical workers. And now it's spread to like at, at one hospital that I used to work at here, it was first it started with like a few nurses and then it was a paramedic. And then there was the secretary, the unit secretary's boyfriend. And then I sold the unit secretary's boyfriend's son's house. So it started to spread out and it's just, it's just worked out for me. And I'm not like the kind of person in general that's, all I want to do is work until I retire. Like I'm trying to live a retirement style life. <laughs> I mean, like now, early on, yeah. What's the tagline really? for Portland, right? It's where young people go to retire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just trying to live. If if I can live the life I'm living now while doing jobs part time, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, I mean, so. like I think sixty just seems sixty. Was sixty sixty five just seems so far away, and like that's just it like does, the but, normal. Yeah. Thing that everybody's right. conditioned to like that's when you retire that's when right. you stop working work hard till you get there right. and hopefully you have enough money to last you forever right. like you know like that's yeah. they also said you got to work 40 hours a week in an office and now look yeah exactly you know, we're still uh, surviving and honestly i don't know that many people retiring at 65 and and people that are in their right. in their 60s i don't see i'm not seeing a ton of account i mean maybe they're not coming to get mortgages but <laughs> That's but, but i'm not right. i don't see a ton of people with um you know big accounts there so yeah you got to take care of that early um uh, speaking of that it seems like you've i mean Tell us about this space. So, oh, well, just to oh, right, let yeah. everybody know, like, if you're just listening on audio, like, we're we're in Ben's Airbnb right now recording, so that's where I wanted to start from. So, go ahead, Jordan. Oh yeah, well, what I, I mean, this is a, a beautiful space. Like, like Stephen said, if you can't see it, um, you know, it's upstairs above above a garage. Mm-hmm. Um, nice, beautiful new floors, um, clean, white, lots of natural light. Uh, tell us, tell us how you. Um, one about why first of all why you did it and like what it what it was before well when we were looking for houses in 2016 it was felt like like i said it felt like the the top of the market top of the market 2016 yeah very, <laughs> it was chaotic did though. it not crash right afterwards no <laughs> <laughs> especially coming from a different market that was not yeah. like this it was you know like we were seeing lots of houses and we were to be a Admittedly, we were like, you know, out of town snobs. 
Like we're like we're gonna pay five hundred thousand for a house that's gonna need foundation work or it's you know it's a hundred years old. It's gonna need air conditioning. All these kind of things that we passed on so many houses. And then we found this house, and it wasn't like we were like more of a like a modern style like uh you know like we just love like design and and dwell and those kind of things and and then when we came here you know like we weren't seeing anything in our price range and then for some reason i feel like and it's the thing that i tell my clients is like when you find something you'll just know like you could just just a feeling of like you're gonna try and do what you can to get that place and i walked into this house and it wasn't even like any of the like the stuff on my list is like newer um you know, uh, three bedrooms, two bathrooms, <laughs> you know, and then this house originally was a two bedroom, you know, one bedroom, semi-finished basement, and it was filthy. Like, the guy, <laughs> I think the guy had three dogs, and he had already moved his family to Costa Rica, and so he had a, a mountain bike, a chair, and just some stuff in the fridge. Wow. Nice. So we actually got this property as backup. So it was under contract, and we we made an offer, and then we we became backup. And like a week after it went under contract, the agent called me and said, "Are you guys still interested in this house?" And we're like, "Yeah, sure." I mean, you know. And then she's like, "Cause things are going south, but I don't know yet if it's going to happen or not." So I was like, "All right." And I remember my wife didn't even see the house. This oh, house, really? she was at work. This house, oh, yeah. Oh wow. And so okay, she's okay. like, "I go." She goes, "I trust you." Just. If you like really? it. And the thing is, is like I I walked in and I was just like, I just like the feeling of this house. There's something about it that we could do. And then this was unfinished, the garage. Mm-hmm. Like there wasn't even concrete in the mm-hmm. in the in the downstairs part. There was no drywall. There was some plumbing, some electrical. And so some of the more expensive stuff was already done. Right. Like the lumber was super expensive. Yeah. You know, the not electric, as expensive as now. Not as <laughs> expensive know, now, but at the time it's like, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I was like, she's like, so she came inside. She's like, yeah, I like it, you know. And, you know, I had pictures of my kids up here, like running around in a construction mess, you know. It's, uh-huh. And then we were just like, we can turn this student apartment for like either we can rent it out or we can have family come, even though we only have two bedrooms in the house. So right so, away you knew like I knew. that you were gonna convert this space when yeah. you bought the house you for had, for a regular rental. Right? And had you did you have like experience doing the, that kind of construction? Or are you just like I'm gonna YouTube it and I'm gonna figure not it construction? Out. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's amazing. I, yeah, I had managed some properties in Chicago okay. like, for friends and stuff, uh-huh. and then the one that we that we owned, I had three at one time when I was here. So I would go back and forth and manage those, but I had no idea how to do leases and mm-hmm. interview people and stuff. And it was just kind of like, I knew that there was some kind of potential in this space. And this is not, you know, it's 2016. It wasn't that popular at yeah, the Airbnb time. Airbnb wasn't a, a tagline. I, I do want to stop, not stop there, but just kind of hear like, because I, I see the finished product, mm-hmm. but I really want to know what this space looked like before. Like, I, I really yeah. want a good description and also like good audio description, because like I said, yeah. this is a podcast. If not, they're, if they're so not watching the YouTube video. So. There was a two by fours as a railing there, like where that ledge is. Which is where the the, the video is being yeah, done right. from. So, yeah. And that was like, you know, you can wobble it and right. stuff. And then this was just OSB as a flooring. Uh, what is that? Sorry, what does that mean? It's like plywood, but it's like strand boards. So, so it's like glued together. Okay, so that's like board. the stuff that you find in your the, attic. The real cheap stuff. The spot, you yeah. might go through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, all the 
there was a sheer walls were exposed. Um, there was a few like uh, red and blue like pipes, like you know the plumbing. Oh yeah, oh, so yeah, everything yeah. Like, was just exposed. here. Yeah, and, and no, then, no insulation. Like this wasn't. There was no bathroom here. There was nothing. It was just kind of like just like plumbing, just in case, and electrical. There was plumbing like ready for that to become a like a bathroom area. Right. There was access, but so this is basically they were hoping that it would become a living area, but they never did anything with right. it. Right. In okay. fact, it was a. From what I heard from the neighbors, it was a grow house. Oh, so yeah. they had like oh, so they, ultraviolet they, they had water so they could yeah right they could grow and then and they had a, a extension cord coming from the main house up to here oh god and then there was people living here and living in the basement that the guy was just charging i guess whatever and i guess he wow. he had originally built the downstairs to be a motorcycle shop uh-huh. so there was like an industrial ventilation system downstairs huh. and then from what the builders or so what people told me here is that the joints here are actually two by 12 spaced 12 inches apart so they said that you know normal i think is 16 okay the, yeah yeah, yeah. The floor sense. joists are 16 mm-hmm. but they said i don't know why they would do that and spend that extra money on lumber but they said you could probably hold like four or five hot tubs up here. Oh, that's, interesting. That's I mean, well, well, why didn't you do that? That's like a really Portland thing. Just be real weird. Yeah. yeah. Start putting weird shit in there yeah. everywhere, you know? <laughs> yeah. So then we, uh, you know, like it was basically just an open space. And, you know, I think like, you know, it just kind of like triggered my whole like I want it to be, you know, this is maybe this is where we'll get where our design thing like fed you know what i mean as yeah. opposed to like everything's 100 years old in the main house and yeah so we can update this and make it our own and right. family and friends can stay here and we used to have a lot of people come from chicago visit and then you know then we decided to like rent it out to people so well can i ask real quick like what sparked the idea of let's airbnb it like oh because well we originally we're going to do long-term rentals and that's uh hence why we have certain like we weren't going to have a laundry up here and then all right we were we're not going to have it up here and then we had this big refrigerator so we set it up as a long term mm. and then we actually had some friends of friends stay here for like one month or three months and then i had a client who was a nurse i work with who's one of my best friends now um she wanted me to sell her place but then she was like i don't know what do we do if like you know we can't find something i'm like well you can just live in our apartment here and i'll just charge you whatever that's, you a know? Great, that's a great benefit, actually. Yeah. Um, and so they stayed here for like two months. Um, and then we, you know, we'd go in the backyard of summer and like we'd have drinks together. It was, it was a really cool arrangement. And, and then I was thinking like, well, if someone's here long term, we can't have our family come in the summer months. Like, you know, and just, you know, like, so we just decided let's just see what we could do on Airbnb and that's well, how it started. Quick question. With your main house, is that still just two bedrooms? Just two bedrooms. Like you right? didn't make any changes there to like add no. more rooms or anything? Okay. And we added a bathroom. Down- well, there was bathroom plumbing downstairs. Like there was a shower kind of and there was a bathroom, like a toilet. But we finished it basically. Okay. Yeah. So I leveled the floor there and I did the tile work and I painted it and I redid the shower the shower's still leaking, so I to, but no one ever uses it except for me. Wait, so your kids share a bedroom then? Yeah, they share a bedroom. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's the, our kids. They're will, like best friends. Our kids so will be something. fine doing that. Is what you're telling me long term. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, how do you feel about that going into like you know, like into their teenage years and as they get older and? Well, we have space to build a bedroom in the basement, so that yeah. might be an option. I'm like, 
my wife is like, he can live up here. I'm like, no way. If I had that kind of freedom up here, I mean, would you really want to all the time? Would you really want to give up that income source for just yeah, to have yeah. someone? Like, I'd rather spend the money room. in the basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Speaking of income, so I mean, Airbnb, you know, is the rage, right? Everyone's mm-hmm. looking at getting vacation rentals and, and doing Airbnb because you can. I don't know, the stories all say you can triple the income that you would yeah. on a long term yeah. rental. What are, you, what are you seeing being in this prime area in Southeast Portland and having, is, did you say this is close to the maximum square footage that you can have for a detached ADU? Um, it's not close to the maximum. Well, 13. Well, this is the difference between, this is not permitted as a separate unit okay uh like a detached unit it's actually okay. permitted as a third bedroom i i see so With the permitting is was cheaper and easier to do well, at, at right the rate, at, so can you explain that the yeah. the permits in portland specifically like i think there's like two of them right there's like a larger one and a smaller right one. there's one that's like if it's less than two bedrooms or three bedrooms out of your house mm. I, to be honest with you, I just I can't remember it off the top of my head. Sure, sure. But sure. I know that if if we wanted to have this permitted as a separate living unit slash ADU, mm. then we would um, have the option of putting in a stove, right? And which we don't have. Okay. Yeah. That's um, and the fees, I think the permit fees for short term were about ten thousand seven hundred. But if you're willing to waive that. They're willing to waive that fee if you agree to not rent it short term. If you do years. a long term rental for that's 10 right. years. Yeah. Okay, for 10 years, yeah. 30 days. So you could do 30 days or more. Okay, minimum is 30 days. Got right. It. Yeah. So the way that the permit people told me is like this could be just additional living space. Yeah. Or a third bedroom. So it's right now it's considered part of your main house, Correct. basically. Even though it's detached and it's above the garage. And like Portland is it's hard to have an Airbnb in Portland, right? Because you have it has to be I mean, I'm not owner an expert of this, but it has to be in your owner occupied. And so since you live there, right. you can you can short term rent this yeah. place on right. Airbnb. What was it? Owner occupied, you have to live in the house two hundred and seventy days out of the year, or something right. like three quarters of the year. Two hundred and seventy days of the year, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. Basically Portland, um, yeah, has has limited Airbnb and right. um, but but if you're owner occupied, but it could also be a tenant, so I can rent right, that that's house true. as long as that tenant agrees or is aware Are that they, this will be short term. They're the manager of the Airbnb. Is that how it works? Well, they're um, like it's almost like a co-manager, so okay. they don't have to do anything in terms of upkeep or scheduling or anything. They just have to be aware that that they just have to agree to it in that lease, basically. Right. <clears throat> I guess so. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like it's basically if you. Can figure out the system and and you have the the stomach for it. Then then, <laughs> right. then I mean because there's low supply, right? Right. Of Airbnbs in Portland because of that. Right. So if you can stomach it, then you, there's a great opportunity for right. you. Which and so yeah, kind of going back to where we were looking at, is this? I mean, penciling wise, you've invested a decent amount, but what are you what are you seeing in in return for it? Are you are you having it regularly rented out? Is well, it a lot of work? I well, it's. It's obviously very advantageous to us, like financially. Like we had a lot of the the bones that were built, the expensive stuff yeah. was already here, the structure, mm-hmm. the framing. Um, but you know, it's not like you know, this is 2018. We finished this, I think it was, or 2019. 
that we finished it completely and it was you know 85,000 okay. at that time you know and you know it's not that that was a small amount but I just felt like you know you could see like is that going to raise the value of our home yeah just adding a third bedroom just right. without the Airbnb yes a third bedroom would add in this neighborhood 50 at least at that sure time, right easily wow. yeah so, I mean, so then then my cost the got smaller yeah right now that so technically on legally on Portland maps, it's three bedroom, three bathroom house right. in yeah. Richmond or you know this area. So yeah, and the difference between someone looking for a two bedroom versus three, three bedroom right is, is huge. Is huge. Right. And I mean, you could easily sell it as like this is income potential that right. adds a lot more value to the home in right. general. So right. so or as an in law, right? Like yeah, yeah, you your definitely. People, everybody's looking yeah. for that, right? So. So it kind of was a no-brainer, you know, it was just like we, you know, if you want to know the numbers, I mean, we put 85000 into us, and that's not counting, um, you know, our own, you know, well, sweat you, equity. You, yeah, you put, put in a lot of manual labor yourself, I mean, I too. did. I mean, you did this beam, didn't you? We did. Oh, yeah. You did the support, the main yeah, if support you're, If you're watching, like, yeah. there's a beam going through the middle, and when I first met Ben, we talked about his Airbnb. He told us about... What did you lifted the whole entire? You well, lifted the roof. Basically, you lifted the roof, and I'm just like, that. wait, what? You did like to do what? You have like, to think it's, it's only like an inch, right? You got to go above that. Okay. So it's not like it was like you know a few feet, but it was just enough that you could hear popping and cracking, <laughs> and that's how you know. Yeah, I mean that's that's like yeah. not to any level that I would do like almost anything for like, if i'm gonna do a rental i'm gonna like literally like fix the drywall and do like the bare minimum right. and you're like lifting roofs yeah. <laughs> i mean if you like me. i'm a very big like numbers guy right so it's like i had a budget in my mind yeah and we were already a little over what i thought we should spend so once you hit that 85 you're like okay right. i gotta do the rest of the work <laughs> i mean someone wanted to, they were gonna charge us 800 bucks just to do that yeah and i was like i think we could do that i mean <laughs> I mean, if the place collapses, I guess. It'll I mean, cost what can't we do? You know, like yeah. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, I'm that, looking at your place. I'm like, you did all this stuff. I'm like, hey, yeah, you can do anything. You know. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And it, it taught me a lot too. And like I said, it was there was not even power in here, so it was like July. We were sweating in here, like trying to lift up this roof and then put this in, and you know, it all worked out, but. That was like the most impressive thing when I met you. I was like, "You lift, you did what? <laughs> the fuck? Wait, 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 what? Yeah. <laughs> you, know, like, you lifted a ceiling just to build an Airbnb? Yeah. Like you can you not just build it with not lifting yeah. the ceiling? Like I would be like, yeah, these people can deal with seven foot ceilings. Like you know. Like, <laughs> um, so so wait, it's it's March right now or almost yeah. April, mm-hmm. and what are you seeing for for rent nightly rents? Uh, right now we're at. 110 per night 110 per night and then and then the average rental is two nights with a $50 cleaning fee so overall 210 220 plus 50 is 270 divided by two nights so 135 a night okay and then minus the three it comes out to like like 212 or something like that I want to ask about seasonality like obviously you change prices like that's just now what is today March 30th Mm-hmm. So like those are your prices now. Like how about like is there like a top peak for Portland in terms of when you get the best pricing? Well, it's definitely June, July, and August, September. Yeah, have always been like the most demand from what we see. Yeah. Um, but you know, to be honest, if we started in 2019, I think it was at 65 bucks a night. And we were always booked, of course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, every, like... You had the best deal. <laughs> right? like, you know, like, I know. And, and you, could ch- you could tell there was a change in, 
I guess like the amount of cleaning and damage control I had to do. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then I mean, that's like the cost of a long term. Yeah. Lease. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's true. And then and and at that time, I think the rent I felt like I could have got here was twelve hundred. So now I feel like for this type of place, I can give it, you know, 14, 15 maybe for mm-hmm. long term. Okay. But I don't have a stove, so it's kind of hard. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, for long term yeah. living. And now we're getting, you know, on average, uh, the 110 a night I said. And that's, you know, slowly raising it up. I feel like $85 a night was our, our, is our low now. Mm-hmm. And for all the nights that we put, and let's say we put 30 nights on available, we'll book at least 80% of those nights. 80%? You're like, like, even in the winter? The weekdays, everything. Well, now, like, at this time. Oh, this time. Oh, yeah. The summer will be higher. Yeah. Um, and then as winter comes along, like November. Yeah. You know, it's so different though in the past few years is because of COVID. That right. People stop trying. And I feel like a lot of our bookings are last minute now. Like in the next, like, like it's, it looks like the lead time in this area is like 24 days, I think it is. Okay. So like I don't change my prices until it's like a week before or mm. a few days before to see if we can get someone last minute. But we're fine that, you know, if it's not booked, it's not booked. It's yeah. not our, our main source of income, you know, luckily for us. But um, right now we're booked all through the beginning of May. Um and we're getting a lot of longer bookings, you know. And you said so, booked all the way to being they made, even with yeah, days and everything. Like, we don't open up. Yeah, we only open up two to three months ahead of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. I don't know why I do that. It's just because, like, like we have people that are coming to visit. Just in case you have, because usually people are right. going to schedule a trip from yeah. Chicago. They're not going to schedule a last minute, but they'll try right. to schedule it like right. three months So things could be different, right, if yeah. if I were to open up the whole year. Oh, no, it, it gets messy. Like, I, like, I'll say this. I have an Airbnb, and, like, one of my big learnings was, okay, I... I if you open it and you set a price, yeah. people who are trying to stay here in six months ahead, they're like, oh my God, this person's way underpriced in this right. season where it's supposed to be way overpriced and they will book it then. And you're right. like, I, di- I didn't realize that. So yeah. like, how, how, what is your strategy in terms of like seasonality, holidays, yeah. et cetera, weekdays, weekends? The way I see it now is I think uh, 100 to 110 in March is good for this area. And yeah. I know I'm, uh, I'm actually... A little lower than my competition so i look up like 10 houses okay. within this area mm-hmm. like every like every week i look at what they're renting for but so then i also see every time right my schedule is full yeah compared to a lot of these people here that are trying to get 150 a night you know and those are a lot of those are professionally managed so they're trying to probably take into right. account their mm-hmm. so that's the difference between me i clean this myself you, you Every time, right? I would say I do it ninety percent of the time. Yeah. And if you have to hire it. a cleaner, how much is it? Uh, she's she the my cleaner charges uh, thirty five bucks an hour, but a minimum of uh, sixty bucks. Okay, something like that. This is Rihanna. A, this is a pretty. Yeah. This is cleaning, super easy. This is pretty yeah. good. But I'm so it's neurotic. Like I, <laughs> I only use her lately because I want to keep her in my mix as part of the team yeah yeah. so that when i really need her right. she's not like who is this again yeah, yeah, yeah. or <laughs> right, right. you know what i mean so when i use her town, like once a month yeah like just so that you know she knows who i am and that like when july comes around and i want to go out of town i'll call her in like june like hey are you gonna be available she's like yeah so i know she's super busy and she's like having a hard time finding people and i think that's all of portland like all these cleaning companies are having a hard time finding mm-hmm. i guess like most businesses right are having a hard time finding staffing Totally. people but i clean this place 90 percent of the time my wife does it five percent of the time and then you know like 
I have a cleaner, cleaner in that family. Just, a good man. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. one of the big things that I think about is like, you know, I've been doing long-term rentals for a while. I yeah. just started into short-term rentals, Airbnb, et cetera. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know. Do you have any long-term rentals? I forgot. You don't, right? I will soon. You will soon. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. Um, but obviously that's pretty hands-off. You get them in there. You clean it up. It's ready to go. They, they pay their monthly rent. Things happen, things break, whatever, but you're not there every day. But how do you kind of like think of the value proposition from short-term and long-term? Well, I think it's like a, a time thing, right? Like you, I've, I'm really good at putting a value on my time. Yeah. I and I think, I don't know if that's because it's because I, you know, I've been a nurse forever, mm. that I'm an hourly worker. Yeah. Um, it's hard to say. I think this is a lot easier because it's behind my house. But if well, I yeah, have to, if know. I have to drive to yeah. Troutdale or whatever, that, that's <laughs> me. That's me. You know, every few days, I know. Yeah, yeah forty-five minute drive to, to go clean my my Airbnb. Yeah, I yeah. get it. No, um, but in terms of like my time, like I I just think you you got to put a, a a value on your time and see if it's worth it for you. Yeah, you know, like I think the long term, you know, even if it's not as much money as I could make on a short term. It's also something I don't have to worry about. Do scheduling, mm. schedule a cleaner, make sure that I'm someone's available to clean it, someone's available to change the door locks, you know, the the the, the door codes. I mean, and just like that kind of stuff. I mean, I guess I'd have to figure out how much the potential is to make yeah. doing one way, medium term versus long term versus short term, and see if it's worth it for me to have that. Right. I, I really believe, and I'm sure you've heard this before, is like you know, like. What helps you sleep at night? Oh my God! Right? I, I no, I completely understand. So for me, if I have to like manage this one and that one short term, you know, I might have a hard time. Like oh, I gotta find someone for tomorrow. I gotta rearrange yeah. this thing for tomorrow. You know, I, the thirty day rental sounds good, and the long term rental sounds good in terms of like, oh, just set it and forget it and just be done. So. Mm. That's just where I'm at. One major question I want to ask is, well, I know this because I, I'm, I'm going through it right now as, uh, you know, like a new short-term rental owner. Mm -hmm. But, like, what are some of the things that people don't think about when they get their first short-term rental? They Does everybody just think, like, oh, my God, this is, like, the new hot thing is going to make so much mm -hmm. money because people pay this much per night? What are the things that are, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to deal with this because I have a, a, a new short-term rental? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is price matters. Yeah. Like if you, you got to find out and, and to be honest with you, like I'm not a big fan of the secondary sites, I guess, that show you what your price, your prices could be. AirDNA, right. et cetera. Yeah. 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 Wheelhouse, I think is another one. I just feel like just look at your competition. Right. Is that, is that better than just looking at Air like VRBO well, and Airbnb. Let's just put this. I think I told you this. Yeah, yeah like yeah. I had uh, this is last month though when it was kind of slow, slower, and they were recommending I list my place at twenty eight bucks an hour a day, <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand how that even comes into the, you know what I mean? Like that's not even like, it's not even reasonable. Like yeah, no. And so like I think Airbnbs. They have their own pricing model. Smart now. pricing. Smart think, pricing. Yeah, yeah. And I always go above that. Right. But they're a little they're closer than some of the other, you know. Those some, algorithms are just they're new, right? Right. They, and so they just don't have a big It doesn't make sense to you. Anyway, yeah. it's just, you know. Um 
I forgot what you asked me originally. No, no, no. no. Basically, like, like for people who are like, oh, yeah, thinking, yeah. like you know, they think like, oh, Turo it. is great and yeah, Airbnb yeah, 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 yeah. is great. I'm just gonna go do it. I'm just gonna yeah. rent Price out a bedroom in my house. You know, clientele. The type of clientele you get matters when it comes to you know uh, the price that you charge. Yeah, um, if you if you so if you rent it for uh, uh, ten nights, mm-hmm. how many of those ten clients are gonna be like gonna make a big mess or you know be a problem? Right. I mean. Obviously, your, you can't predict that. Too, yeah. And I've had, like, there's lots of rumors out there, like, like don't rent to people that have no history or no reviews. Okay. I don't follow that. Right. <laughs> um, people that have are new to Airbnb is another one that comes up. Yeah. You know, that they've just signed up for that time. Yeah. I haven't followed that. I just go with my gut and see what, you know, like, I don't know. I just, like, there's, there's probably been only two people out of, we've had over... I think 170 visits. Okay. Oh wow. And you've um, had two issues. We've only like had two people that we rejected, mm. and for reasons that I I'm not going to say here. Sure, that's fine. Sure. <laughs> but uh, we've only had I think two reviews less than five stars out of all those. You know, with 156 have reviewed out of the 170. Wow, that's a really um, high review rate. Well, I think that's that's another tip that I feel like is that you ask for a review. Yeah. yeah. And, and you make it known that, you know, before, huge rate, yeah. Yeah. even before you stay with us, like we want to know what's wrong with the place. Yeah. Like I, I'm priding myself on the cleanliness of our place and the amenities and location of the place. Like I feel like I, you know, if there's something that you feel is not, you know, matching up with my description, I want to know so I can fix it before you leave is my thing. And then when they, the, when they do leave, I ask for, you know, we're hoping that you give us a great review. You know, we're hoping it's a five-star review. And if not, please let us know why. Yeah, you know, that's a good and point. Like I said, like out of 100 and... I think there's 157 reviews right now. Like we've only had two that were not... And ironically, like their comments are like, this is one of the best places I've ever stayed in. And they'll leave like four stars for something. And it's like, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. You know, some people are just tougher judges. Yeah. Like, oh my God, this, this Uber driver. In like, mind, the four is like as good as it gets. Right. My house is like 10, like for Uber drivers, like, oh, my house is 10 feet ahead and they dropped me 10 foot behind. So right. four stars, you know, like right. it's, 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 it's very objective. Yeah. So it's And we're fine, fine with that, yeah. you know? So. Well, yeah, that's um, the first thing I noticed walking in here is that there was just a really great attention to detail you know yeah. everything's like labeled you know everything's like right i know i thought that might be weird at first but then i feel like no. it helps because like even like the that that laundry takes a long time i've seen that I'm, I, I, the lot will explain it the laundry says uh may take, take more a- than an hour right <laughs> and i think that's like kind of a funny thing to remind people but like the thing that i've noticed about airbnb is yeah. when people go on vacation they lose all sense of what like they basically are on vacation mode and they right. they they do basically insane things that are not very uh, normal to their life. They they want to go to excess on everything, right. so they don't think on a, a basically a rational basis. So can you do you have any examples of that? Obviously the the dryer being like, wow, my all my clothes that I I wore and jumped in the pool and did all yeah. this stuff are not dry within the hour. What's well, going on, you know? That's another thing is like you learn as you go, right? So I know how long that thing takes. I'm like it takes much longer than my one inside the house, right? So then I know like if I were here and I was like, oh, I got I think a couple hours before we got to leave, I'm going to 
throw some laundry in and then I'm gonna go we're gonna get something to eat and I'll come back and we'll pack and we're gone right like if that thing's an hour and a half going and you're like oh my god I gotta I gotta leave now we gotta check out that's why I put that there yeah, so that, that you're sense. not so that you know I'm, to do it early I'm assuming you've had that situation where people are like I have to check out late because our clothes are still wet yeah I just yeah, had exactly. someone just uh, say like everything's so wet still. I'm like, did you let it finish? Because it's, it's like, did you not read the label that I put yeah, on this? Like, no, it was like 30 minutes, Sorry, and it's like it's not draining. Yeah. So she's like, no big deal. But I just wanted you to know, I think it's broken. I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll get it checked out. How, wait, wait, how did you put that on because of the last the last guest? No, I put that on because I would want to know how long the laundry right, takes right. compared to my home one. My home one takes like 30 minutes. 30 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And so like if I were staying here. I want to know that. And then I put that one over there. Oops, sorry. What does that I one say? I put that one on the sink. It says dish rack. Like, you wouldn't think, like, why do you need to put that label there? But then I would come up here several times, and people would have wet dishes all over my countertop, my wood countertop. Wood oh, gosh. With just a towel that's soaking wet. And so, like, now that I put that there, I haven't had it happen one time. No, no it's... It, it's funny because like <laughs> I actually really visit, I visited a friend's Airbnb on the coast and this is I like I said, I'm brand new to Airbnb like one month in and they had on every single one of their their cabinets and drawers and everything it was like this is utensils yeah. and this is where you know like this is where the I, I don't I can't think of other utensils yeah. <laughs> this is where the the soups uh, soup spoons go right. and this is where the 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 cups go Clean and everything because people yeah. complain yeah. like where's the mixer i don't know where these things are look, but then they didn't look under you yeah know what i mean yeah. like, it's like pull like it, i think the labels make such a huge difference yeah. to make it's, it's a convenience for them at the end of the day like airbnb is hospitality you know right like, we have to not just give them a space to live right. and like hey figure it out like figure out where all the right. things are we had to make it easy for them we literally had to yeah. be a hotel for them right you know and, and i actually feel like that's learned. the yeah, I feel like that's what separates. Like, what I like, what, what do I want? Like, I put, I put a first aid kit in my bathroom. I put Q-tips. I put mm-hmm. makeup remover. Yeah. I put all these kind of like things that when my wife and I travel, like she's like, oh, there's no. Yeah, I forgot nothing. my shampoo. I forgot my right. This. So I, I put that. like yeah. you never. I I always forget uh, lotion. Yeah, and there's never that in a hotel. So I put yeah. it there, and I've had people comment like. You must travel a lot because you, <laughs> you put stuff here that I thought I was going to have to go to the store and buy. Like yeah. razors. Even though they're cheap razors, like, you, yeah. know, you forget it. Just to, like, d- even just, it's like, okay, I need a shave. I have to have, I have, yeah. to, I have to go out tonight. I came to right. Portland to I go to, to the, the club and do this. And, yeah. and now pay $10 I can just for a razor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, that's the kind of stuff I do. Like, things that I was like, oh, shoot, I should have put that. I should have, like, I wish I brought that. So yeah. I put that stuff down there. And, and that's like, and people mention that. I feel like that's even that alone is worth a star. Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, I need a lotion. Oh, it was there, you know. So I think all those extra. I mean, like this thing. Like everybody. Like I've been wanting to get into short-term rentals for so long because I was like, oh my god, the money is so much better. Yeah. And then people don't realize the work that goes into it and the systems that have to be implemented to make sure that that happens right. on a regular basis yeah. because people are checking out every week and who's going to come in and replenish all those things yeah. and take care of all that stuff. And like, and well, I'll, I'll mention this one is the big one is uh, utilities. You know, mm. like people are very, what's the word? Um, because yeah. they're not paying for it. They they're are not frugal. They're not I frugal. They don't think like about that. it. Yeah. There's, there's so many that. little things I've learned you about that. I do? So I, I do a message before they arrive. 
It's like, can you, do you mind telling me what time you might arrive so I can get the place to make sure it's perfect for you? And so I say, it's because I want to turn on the heat or the air conditioning before you arrive. But in my mind, it's really because if they come here and it's freezing cold, they're going to blast it to 80 some degrees yeah, right. and then and lower then just it. Leave it. So I turn it on an hour before they come and I set it at what I think it should be right. because this place is, you know, it's, it's airtight. Yeah. Because it's new insulation, blah, 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 everything. And so I'll set that thing at 65 or 67, depending on how cold it is, in the winter. And then when when they check out and I check that thing again, I turn it off, it's still the same. Mm. But if I don't do that, it'll be on 80 or 70 something the whole time. It's It's funny. Literally right before (laughs) I came here, because I told you guys I was at my Airbnb setting the the temperature. I got a smart thermostat. And I literally like set a lock. Like you cannot turn it anywhere between sixty-five and seventy-four because I do not want my guests yeah, like reasonable. just cranking it or doing right. anything. Like I want it reasonable, and obviously it's a smart thermostat. I can turn it off when they leave because yeah. those costs can be crazy. Right. And I also have a fireplace that I came in one day and it was like yeah. been on for two days. It's just on a, a regular switch. <laughs> and, and like, you know, I was looking for like smart switches and everything. And then yeah. one of my, my friends was just like, just put a timer on that switch. And I was like, right. genius. Yeah. And right. that, that, that was like the, one of the yeah. biggest things that I learned. I could save like $100 a month yeah. in terms of somebody just not leaving the fireplace on for four right. days straight. Yeah. So no, I know, like I know there's a lot more thought. They for, make remotes for those things, which mm-hmm. I didn't know. Like timers, like Wi-Fi. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Make, I mean, I, technically, you should kind of make just everything smart. You're like, oh, right. turn this off, turn yeah. this off, and just turn Although my lock off. is not smart. I don't know if you noticed that. No, I didn't. You, no. you entered the code for me to get in here. So. Oh, I was up here, right? <laughs> yeah, you let me in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, what I do with the lock is, because uh, there's some, like, you know, Wi-Fi locks that you can have it expire, the code expires as soon as their checkout time is. Oh um, yeah, nice. But I kind of like the manual, like low tech for these kind of things. I feel like, I don't know, maybe someday I'll change it, but. I mean, sometimes there's things where it's well, like- Every once in a while you leave something in the house. Like I did that, we did that with Airbnb recently and yeah. we couldn't get back in like an hour later, you yeah. know? And then we had to like call yeah. them and- I have another tip I just thought of. So I have a set of keys in a manual lockbox somewhere in this area. <laughs> so in case the batteries die. I thought I saw one down there in the corner. We'll expose the location. That's, what, so. that's my suggestion is, <laughs> yeah. in case those batteries die, or the Wi-Fi is down and they can't get in. And you're out of town, say, you're like, well, here's the code. Back up to the backup, yep. yeah. yeah. But no, you can tell there's, you put a, there's a lot of respect. And I think when people see that, they're immediately like, okay, this person respects their stuff, so I'm, I'm going to respect their stuff, too. Yeah, I appreciate and that. And like you mentioned, like, there's, like, when you were a low price point, you had a lot more issues, and you were at a higher price yeah. point, it was actually a lot cleaner and a lot, a lot yeah. of better. Do you want to explain your rationale behind that a little bit? Well, obviously, like, we wanted to, you know, if you're booking at 65 bucks a night, like, within minutes, then you're, you know, you got to raise your prices and see what happens and let the market determine, right? right? So as we got higher, like, I would spend, as we were at the lower ranges, I, I, I remember, like, spending, like, two, two and a half hours cleaning. I was like, man, this is really dirty, you know, or, like, there's crumbs <laughs> everywhere and there's just, like, stuff, like, you know, whatever. And then the higher the price that we went the less time I spent up here. And obviously, like, I became more efficient. Yep. And I knew what my routine was going to be. 
but yeah, I mean, once like if if I mean, feel free to do your own experiments. But if you want to drop your price, you know, and just to get bookings, like it's it's gonna show, and you'll see right away. No, I, I well, like I said, like it's not just price. Like uh, I have a was it like a ten person Airbnb, mm-hmm. and I like some of the things I noticed is people lie. Like I've had a yeah. a two person stay where people took up seven beds. I'm just like, what the hell happened there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And there's there's just a lot of challenges, and that that also takes up a lot of time. Like I, one of the big things is, I, what is your biggest time taker? Because for me, because I have seven beds, mm-hmm. also two bunk beds. Where I have to climb up and do the sheets on that. I have yeah. to do duvet covers and fitted <laughs> sheets yeah. and flat sheets and all this stuff is the biggest time taker for me. What is what is your biggest challenge in terms of like dealing with time in uh, cleaning this you Airbnb? You mean on the, on the negative side? Yeah, definitely go negative. Is pretty straightforward and simple. Sure, but in terms of like, if something's bad, I guess you could say. Is, what, what is the worst thing that's ever happened here? I had. Um, <laughs> Call out don't call, you don't you don't have to call out names to say what like what I is the tell general that they area? cooked in here okay and then they didn't bother to clean anything okay and there was uh, that toaster oven yet they used the we have hot plates here oh you have hot plates here. yeah and then I could tell that they had it like a set up like a hot pot here okay oh nice so then Asian I huh? could tell <laughs> see I don't want to come but there was like a a certain type of uh, fermented cabbage. Oh, nice! Smell mm-hmm. delicious. Yeah, and <laughs> like overflowing of like hot sauce and uh-huh. you know what I'm talking yep. about. Yeah, fermented yeah, yeah. peppers and just like Slumping dripping off the up, table. Uh, fun. Dripping yeah. down my cabinets. Ah, they cooked over there in your kitchenette. I think they did, and then they kept it here to yeah. keep it warm. Right, right. While they ate here, right. and then just left it like that. Just... So I had like multiple dishes. Um, stains everywhere you know there was stuff on the floors and it was just stuff like that i mean it's not like a huge deal but it, it was just it, like i didn't know that i would never leave someone's house right. like that so like, you i don't, don't necessarily feel like you, you you don't need to wash the dishes but you clear the table and put it over there and that leave like there was like puddles of water everywhere there you know those sauce like all over the cabinets let me, let it was just ask. terrible so you have all five star reviews other than two how many? <laughs> basically, how many? How many non five star reviews have you left for your uh, clientele? Uh, oh yeah, I would say the clients every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say ten percent. Okay. Less. I'm pretty. How about, generous how about those because... uh, people who with the with the the fermented cabbage <laughs> that you spoke? I of? don't even leave a review. <laughs> you really? I should, but I don't. I, you you know what to, I? You didn't want to lay the hammer because you didn't want to get karma. I get it. Is <laughs> like, like karma when they? But that was sem- I was semi new too. Yeah. But now I'll leave a. You know what? One of my more common reviews, like of people that, and and the thing is, is like I I don't expect everyone to leave it pristine. I don't expect everyone. I even tell people the night before checkout, like you can leave everything, leave the sheets, leave the dishes. We'll take care of it all. Leave the garbage, mm. whatever you want. Um. The thing that matters to me is, is I, I like to say, you know, like in my mind, I think like I can't expect everyone to have the same mentality as me as taking care of this place. Of course. Yeah. So I kind of like I've like I said, I've had 150 something reviews that are all stellar. And so like when I leave, if someone has to like read really bad, 
to, for me to leave a bad review. And the review that I leave, and I think it fits within Airbnb's terms, is that um, you say something about how long it took you to clean the place. Mm. Like I say, the last one I had was a not bad one, but I was like, you know, unfortunately, like you know, like you were, you were, you know, you were respectful, and you were in, in our common spaces, that kind of thing. But uh, unfortunately, like it took me twice the amount of cleaning time that it normally takes me right. for all the other guests that I've had. And so that's not saying bad something bad necessarily about them. Just but I feel like for the next person, it yeah, says it's by like, the numbers, yeah. Right. If you're a host and you see that, my cleaning lady charged mm-hmm. me twice the amount. Right. I, or something I spent like twice that. Twice my yeah. time. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. You know that, right? Yeah. Like, no, I'm definitely personal. aware. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Get I, I, I know because I'm my own cleaner. <laughs> you know, sometimes. Yeah. And I've dealt with a lot of that, so I mean that might be a good business. Is it is a good business? Let's right? I mean, say that it's. Uh, there's a lot to deal with, especially with you know like houses outside of Portland. Like I think like yeah. like I said in Port- in Portland, obviously like we have a lot of restrictions that limit the space that you can't do it. So it might might be a little bit easier. Yeah. And outside of the city of Portland, like you can do whole houses, a lot of different situations that add a lot more challenges when you have four bedrooms right. or two bunk beds right. or you know, a lot of yeah. situations that might be that you know like that people might not think about so you know and and also I, i'll mention this like obviously you know a lot of cleaners in portland are used to adus basements spare bedrooms etc and maybe outside of portland where there are no restrictions people may say like you know like Okay, like I don't want to climb on top of a bunk bed and do four bedrooms, you know, uh, four beds and uh, clean all that stuff. So right, you know, there's well, a lot of different so, challenges, a lot of different things to think about. I think that's the beauty of it, though. Here is that you can have a bedroom in someone's house. You can have like a 200 square foot side room of someone's garage. Right. Yeah, you can have a 10 bedroom house and. I mean, yeah, that's, that speaks to like house hacking. Like, if, like, yeah, you can just rent out a room to someone, but hey, why not just, if you're okay with it. And I think with Airbnb in Portland, like people are totally fine with like, like, hey, yeah, share my kitchen and just, right. yeah, I might be there and whatever. Just yeah. like, hey, we're friendly. Let's talk. Right. Um, it is a good opportunity to make more money than just having like a permanent long-term rental guest. Right. right? So, but that's, I mean, the, that's the conundrum of Portland though, is that there's yeah. a shortage of long-term housing. Yeah, it's and tough. So that's why they're trying to balance it that way. But I, I feel like, you know, if you have a space like this where it's like actually separated and you don't have to, not not that you don't have to interact, but like it's it is right. really separated. And like, I don't know, I don't know how much you interact with your guests other than like sending them a message. I mean, we <laughs> yeah. just never see them. Right? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. because of the layout is the yeah. entrance is on that yeah, side. And, on the other side. But yeah, if it, if it's this separated or ADU or even just like yeah. a separate entrance space in your home yeah i mean you can make a significant more right. amount if you're willing to put in the work or set right. up the systems to get that ready and going so it makes right. sense yeah I mean, we've so. had dinner with people like we had people here for thanksgiving right right you know and then they didn't have a they wanted to know if they can cook their tof tofurkey in our oven <laughs> is it always yeah, tofurkey because sure. it's portland <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're like sure so nobody in. wants to cook a regular turkey have you guys tried that i never tried no that. i haven't oh i've had like they're I, vegans though yeah, you're basically yeah. vegan right basically but like i mean like i'm not gonna cook, cook a whole tofurkey to like in a airbnb <laughs> so 
You know what I mean? Like they can just go yeah. buy. Well, I don't know. They can just go buy yeah. their own stuff. So yeah. it's fun. So. Going, so going back to the numbers, because um, I'm a numbers guy. Tell me about. I mean, you, you gave us an idea of what you're making. Does that like offset your mortgage? I would say. Does it pay off? Has it paid off months, that eighty-five thousand investment, or where are we? Oh at yeah, with that? we paid off the investment like so, within two years. Wow. Um, and then... Well, first, I, mean, I don't know if you want to get into this detail. But what was on cash. What is, that, what is the investment, just to be clear for everybody? So I, I spent 85 mm-hmm. on this place. Plus your labor, but anyway, so yeah. Right, plus my labor, but just on cash, like 85000 And then we, um, we, we took a loan for 50 of that mm-hmm. from a family member. Mm-hmm. The other part was cash and credit cards. Right, right. And then we paid that off, and then you know we were just fortunate enough to like we used uh, part of the revenue from this, and then also part of my you know our W two income, and then part of our you know we're just like you know we just wanted to pay it off as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. But you know we're right now like last year I say for twenty twenty one we were at twenty thousand in revenue. The wow. year before we we're 18. Wow. And this is like taking into account that, you know, there's several months that we don't put it on the market. Right. Because yeah, we have lots of family, family coming and, and for yeah. weeks at a time. You and know? you're so angry about that. I know. We heard, <laughs> we heard, we heard earlier. It's like, wow, that's I'm potential that income I could have had. <laughs> yeah. Really? You really want to come during so the holidays? Like Portland in the summer. I mean, but. being able to cover the mortgage on the big home, to me, that's like... yeah. I would say awesome. in the summer it covers our mortgage, and then in the winter, uh, fall and winter, I would say it covers maybe eighty percent of our mortgage. I mean, I mean, just to remind people, like, like what is it? your living expense is basically your your largest living expense. I mean, well, I just said it typically, twice. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's your your biggest expense is generally your your living expense, your Should mortgage, your, your rental, liability. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the biggest liability, and to have that completely covered, right. like literally after that, you just cover food. You know, transportation, right. etc. One room in your house. Which go, yeah. going back to your your mindset of being able to have a life that you can enjoy with your family, and right. you know, as a, as a nurse, you can kind of have flexibility with your hours and, and choose when right. to work and when not to work. Um, it, it seems to lead into that picture really well. Yeah, I mean, that's for me. That's what it's all about: is the flexibility. Mm. You know, I can make as little or as much as I want. Um, and then with this, this just helps offset that, that whole, like, you know, how am I going to make the mortgage payment this month? Right. You know, like I already know, I mean, I shouldn't say I know, but January is a little s- slim here. Right. So you're going to have to, I mean, oh, you have to be like everybody else and work your regular job <laughs> and pay your work. mortgage like everybody <laughs> else. Oh my God. I feel so sorry for no. you. It's <laughs> so rough. Yeah, speaking no. of like nurses and short-term and long-term rentals, I I've been hearing a lot of like doing renting to nurses. Um, I, I maybe it's just because of COVID times that that premium has gone up. Um, what is your kind of thoughts on on that market? And um, well, I think for the past two years it was great. Yeah. Uh, from what I've been hearing, uh, travel nurses. In this area, we're making uh, six thousand a month for their living stipend. Just for their oh wow, for rent and food. Yeah, fifteen hundred a week was their stipend, and wow. that was untaxed. Yeah, and then their hourly rate was something like you know like forty five fifty bucks an hour, which yeah, you which is taxed. That, so that's eighty to hundred thousand right. dollars. Jeez, oh my yeah. god. So that market was really good, but 
from my own anecdotal research from the travel nurses that I've talked to is like the contracts like are being cut off after April. Okay. So they're the big contracts. There's okay. obviously there's some areas that are, you know, there's COVID really changed the whole Cuz travel nursing world. has been a thing for a long time. It's been a lot thing. I mean, I did it. I was I worked in New York. Yep. I worked in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. You know, I worked all over Chicago as as a contractor and the pay was always decent, but you relied on like, oh, I had I, I had free housing in New York. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Somebody, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you had a blast, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah I get it. so yeah. much fun. Anyway. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. We won't go into details on that. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> but I think that that market, I think there's still a market there, but it's not going to be as big as it was. I mean, it'll really help to be, to have nurse connections and have connections with hospitals Right. So they they know yeah. where to look. It won't be as, as flush, I guess right. you could say, because there's still going to be a lot of people, a lot of nurses left nursing because of COVID. Because of how hard it the was. Stress I know and, a lot yeah, of friends. It was terrible. And, yeah. It, yeah. And, but I think like, you know, like the people that are traveling, like they're going to be focused in certain areas. And mm-hmm. I don't know if Portland's going to be that area. Well, so. well, let me ask real quick, just like what makes them focus in a certain area? Like we don't because that. the shortage is just so bad. Just based on demand, right? Yeah. Based well, on where, demand, where, right. Where's the demand going? Like, why not Portland? Why? Why certain areas? Um, well, I think like Chicago, there's not a big shortage because there's so many people and there's so many nurses and a lot there. Of hospitals and like yeah. places like Southern California, like everybody wants to be there right. already, Super so they terrible. can. Okay, okay. That they makes can. Sense. They can kind of set their own rates and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like I said, like, I, I don't know because there's so many thousands of nurses left because of COVID, like retired early. Right. Yeah. Or like, I just don't want to do this. Like, I know personally, like at least like three nurses are like, I'm leaving the hospital. I'm going to work in a clinic or I'm going to do telephone stuff. Mm-hmm. And granted, there's a lot of jobs that nurses can do that aren't your typical like hospital jobs. Um. And there's like corporate, like insurance companies, like they're yeah. always looking for nurses. So, you know, it's hard to say, like, are those the kind of jobs, like you need nurses in a hospital. And so if a lot, like even you if 10% yeah, like definitely. leave, like where are you going to get that staff yeah. to come you in? You just got to pay more, basically. Right. But a lot of that yeah. funding for that $6,000 a month living expense comes from the government. Yeah. And so that's going to be right. cut off. Yep. As soon as the, as you know the numbers drop and drop and drop, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I heard Salem was a good market for that. Because, oh yeah, basically because Salem's like the only hospital there, right? For, for, the, for <laughs> right. a huge area, right? Um, and when people from outside of Oregon say like, oh, "I want to go to Portland," "I want to go to Bend," right? They don't think of Salem. Yeah. It's like, oh, "I'm going to go there," so it's like actually harder to get recruit nurses there. Yeah, I bet. So the 30-day market is like something that I was thinking about doing for this other property that we have. But in terms of like the margins, I don't think it's going to be a big difference. So I don't know. I guess we'll see. No, it's challenging. I, I, I always figure with every property you get, there's a A opportunity, a B opportunity. What are you going to do? If that doesn't work out, C opportunity, long-term rental, and then... You just sell it because it just didn't right. work out, you know. Like I know you when you when you invest in properties, you have to have exit strategies. Like yeah, exactly. worst case scenarios. So worst case scenario is that you can just sell it and you learned a lesson for whatever. Well, maybe you might make money on selling it, even if you didn't get the return you wanted. Something right. like with the, how the market's been going, and I don't know it's gonna be going that way because of interest rates and other examples other right. other reasons. 
But like, you know, if you have an exit and you lost a little money, at least you learned something. Right. That's so, how I see it. Yeah. So, yeah. That's good stuff. Right? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it's the, it's, I think it's a better funny. one than mine. <laughs> Tastes like they got to warn you. <laughs> well, thank you so much for having us out of here, man. Beautiful yeah, space. I feel like I learned a lot just talking to you a little bit here. Um, I'll give you a little discount for the rate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you say? 65 bucks? That's what I heard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard a really good rate in your DNA. Like, I really want to. Right. I want that. Like, yeah. You know, so. Yeah, no problem. Um, and so Ben with Living Room Real Realty, where and last thing before we head off here, where if why would somebody choose to work with you and like kind of what neighborhood do you are you kind of the the expert in? Well, obviously, like I feel like I know this area where I live mm -hmm. in Southeast Portland, which is considered like Richmond, Tabor, Montevilla. Mm -hmm. uh, spot Tabor. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And uh, even Foster Powell, like Woodstock, like it's just. I love this area, but I used to live in Northeast, like Alameda. I love it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm starting to venture out, like get a little more business in Southwest. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is my bread and butter is Southeast and, and you know, parts of Northeast. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think like people, you know, just like, to, you know, I think about that all the time. It's like, why do people work with me? Mm -hmm. And like most of my business is referral based. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like I'm, the, the comments that I get back are like, you know, you were just easy to work with. You know, there was no like extra stress. And there's obviously like a lot of times where I've been stressed and I feel like I don't share that with the client. Mm. You know, I just try to get things done. And I don't know, I just feel like, you know, like it's, it's, I'm, I work for you. And I don't see it as like, you need to do what I say. Or, right, right. You know, yeah. like I'm just here to guide you through the process. And, especially in this difficult market you know it's it can be challenging but it's not impossible as you know like i just had a client close today you know while you guys were here and yeah you know, that's right congratulations it all worked man. out yeah, yeah. And it yeah. was just right down the street too right yeah. I mean, you're like oh i gotta go drop off keys and you came back in <laughs> was, 10 minutes yeah no, it was really quickly <laughs> yeah. oh um last question is if our viewers here want to get a, a hold of you what is the best way in terms of social media or uh, any other contact how uh, could they get a hold of you if they wanted to ask more Snapchat, questions right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only fans yeah, uh, yeah we, you know like i got the camera pointing at your yeah. feet so we could uh, get some good some good income from this you know um i guess the instagram is probably the best way if okay, you don't well, know what, what is that yeah it's a uh, benedict.samson at uh Instagram. I don't even know. It's like Benedict.Samson in Portland will definitely bring me up. You can Google me at Benedict.Samson. We'll tag you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Benedict Samson at uh, Living Room Realty. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, that's, that's all I could say. I'm not big on Twitter or anything like that. So. You're Southeast expert, nurse expert, and Airbnb expert. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Soon to be long term. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know, it's good. It's good. We're all exploring new things. So I yeah. appreciate it. So. No, thanks for coming on and uh, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it. it. So we're, we're having a lot of fun. So, yeah. It's a wrap. Yep. This guys, that was cool. Man. Oh, that was great. Thanks for tuning in to the Realized Gains podcast. If you have any questions for our co hosts or guests, don't hesitate to reach out. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or at jordanleemortgage.com.